Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome into the PHNX Rising Post Game Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez. Alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. It is a wonderful day to be an Arizona sports fan. Uh, <laughs> rising fall to Tampa Bay at home by the score of 5-1, to one, a, a terrible loss. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit later. And, of course, uh, earlier, if you were catching up with our other coverage, the Suns as well fall. Uh, as well as a D-back. So not not a great day, Owen. Um, let's just jump into it. You were able to speak to Rick Schantz down there. <laughs> what, what did he have to say about tonight's 5-1 loss? Oh, boy. Are we ready for this one? Let's so, do it. Let's uh, do the it. first question that went to Rick was just asking his first thoughts on the match. Uh, do you want to know what his words were in response to that? Let's hear him. I don't have any. Oh. <laughs> wow. Speechless. That set the tone. Yeah. That set the tone there. So I noticed that for the game, he gathered the team and had a a talk with them. And then the team went and shook hands with the supporters, which is not something they usually do. So anything to do about that or, you know, any words that he had to say about to the team about that? Yeah. So I think the general vibe there and is kind of what Rick said as well later on in the press uh, after the, you know, I don't have any thoughts. Um Was that realistically what they did out there wasn't good enough for the fans. You know, the performance they gave him. It has to be better. And coming off of a 5-1 loss, you know, it, it's kind of a, well, no, you don't say, you know, yeah, they deserve right. better. And I think that's what it was. The, the players going over there were because ultimately, you know, you, you have to. You have to go over there and yeah, kind of acknowledge the fans after you were, quite frankly, atrocious. Definitely. I don't think there's an old word for it. Tonight was an atrocious display. One of the worst Phoenix Rising games that we have seen. And... Yeah, there's a lot to really dissect where that went wrong. Definitely, definitely. And if you guys hear some loud popping in the background, they got some fi- some ill-timed fireworks behind Indeed us. they do, and it wasn't just the fireworks from Tampa Bay's attack tonight. Yeah. No, which yeah. we'd rather have not seen, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. I do want to shout out the chat here. Scott Mitchell, thank you as always. Uh, really, really good comment here. Up a goal, starting to feel just a tad better after the Suns. But then Shantz, hashtag Shantz happens with his shiny, shiny 3-4-2-1 oof. Worry that he believes tonight's performance is as good as Sacramento. What did you think about uh, Scott's comment there? All right. Well, I know that you've got some thoughts on the formation. I want to hear yours, and then I'll hop in with what I think and what Rick said. So I thought the formation was a, a five, basically a 5-2-3 uh, offensively. Not, I don't know. It, it, Darnell King hasn't had the best season. I felt taking Arturo out of the midfield and kind of slotting him towards the, the right wing kind of prevented a lot of the creativity, the ball possession that, that Rising usually keep. Uh, <laughs> that's the big finale wow, out there. Big finale. It's okay. They'll be gone in a minute. Um, <laughs> I feel, I feel that bad. That is loud. <laughs> yeah, that is loud. No, I feel bad for our podcast listeners about that. But, um, yeah, I, I think that formation is was not great for tonight. Tampa took advantage of the spaces left by that formation, especially Absolutely. with with Sejas uh, and Kalistri. Uh, Kalistri did not have one of his best games. I think asking no. him to be in the midfield tonight against a really good Tampa Bay team, that regardless of their record, they're still one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference and in the USL. Asking Kalistri to take care of that midfield by himself, you know, I don't think that was something that he was able to do tonight. He lost the ball twice, resulted in two goals. I, I don't know. It, it was just a tall task for this team. And I know injuries, you know, played a played a, a part, but 
I think Rick Schantz has to be a lot better in that. Well, you know what's funny? I'll just go, we'll go with what was said in the press conference, yes. right? Mm -hmm. The question was asked, well, where did the formation go wrong? The answer was, it didn't. I then replied with, but you lost 5-1. Wow. And the response was, that doesn't mean there was anything wrong with the formation. It was individual mistakes. I, I mean, that's the same you, vibe he gave after Sacramento. They lost 2-0, and he's like, well, I think we played great. How, how do you explain I just, that? I just don't. I, I Look, when you lose a 5-1 game, and let, let's be clear on this, Rising were outplayed in a lot of ways today. Mm -hmm. You cannot blame that on individual mistakes. You do not lose a game 5-1 at home on individual mistakes. Yeah. To ask people to do that is, or to believe that, is to presume that they're a bit naive. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Clearly something was wrong. Now, if you want to go down the route of the injuries really hurt us, okay, okay, mm -hmm. I can accept that to an extent. However, you know, when the squad building comes around, you have to factor these things in. It happens. Mm -hmm. And yes, Rising, playing a league where squads are often quite small, but I just... I don't know. I find it intriguing, and I'm I'm intrigued to see how the chat goes along down here, which is, you know, how they feel about the fact that Rick Victory said there was nothing wrong with the formation. The formation was fine. It I, was I just. I just don't like mistakes. those comments, especially from from a coach. You you lose a U.S. Open Cup game, which I thought a lot of fans were looking forward to. It was it was a team in Sacramento that they could have beaten, that they should have beaten, in my opinion. After the game, he comes out. Look, I think we played okay. I think we played great. The result doesn't display that. Regardless, you lost. You come over here at home. Sunday night game, you're on ESPN News, not, not ESPN2. But regardless, it's a nationally televised game. You want to put on a good show for the fans. I saw Twitter. I saw a lot of Twitter commenters saying, we've never seen Rising like this. Well, here's the thing, right? I've got two fun, well, not fun, uh, <laughs> facts for you. Yeah. So the last time that Phoenix Rising scored first and lost mm -hmm. in a game, to be clear, we don't count RTV last year. That was a draw because it was decided by kicks to the marks and a draw. The last time that Rising scored first and lost the game was in October 2018. Las Vegas Lights, that 5-2 loss in Vegas. Yeah. The last time that Phoenix Rising lost by a margin of four goals at home was in May 2017. And that came against Reno. That was Rick's first game as interim coach. Okay. Uh, between, um, you know, before Patrice Carteron came in. Almost so, five years, basically. Yeah, it's a long time. This team doesn't lose games like this. Yeah. And that's why you really got to ask questions. Because is it just injuries? Is it... I mean, let's not get me wrong, okay? There were lots of individual mistakes, especially on the, the goals. There were bad giveaways, mm -hmm. uh, just miscommunication and all of that. But how do you... I, I, I still just find 5-1 defeat. It, it feels a bit much to... Yeah, no. I don't when, know. when you lose by the score by by that amount, it's there's definitely deeper problems than just one player didn't do his job tonight. The defense let you know a, a, a player get through the space or not. It's a deeper symptom of what we've been seeing the entire season. When Rising play against a good team that's able to ping the ball around, they cannot catch up to them. They cannot play defense. They cannot play transitional defense. And we saw that I believe it was on the third goal. I believe where. You saw Kalistri, he recovered the ball in the midfield. Haugli said, you know what? I'm going to join King on the right-hand side. Haugli, by displaying that three-man ba three back line, left a huge gap for Joe Farrell to, to cover. And once Rising lost the ball, easy picking. And they were able to score that goal. So yeah. those things have to be worked at in practice. Those have to be, you know, uh, there's a really good comment here. It says by Peyton, if you run a three-man back line, especially with some tall guys, you cannot have those guys move, uh, move up and cover the midfield. Now, 
I think he's right in that regard where you're asking Haugli in the second game with Rising to to play a big part. Madrid, who we know is not the fastest guy, and Farrell, who has played basically every minute this season, cover a lot of ground. And so when you do that, it's going to provide a lot of space for the opposition, and Tampa Bay made him pay tonight. <laughs> Just a bit, didn't they? A little bit. Just a bit. I mean, look, it... <laughs> Just going back to those comments by Rick, and there was more later on as well, but it it felt like if you're going to get that defensive over the formation, mm-hmm. you're really deflecting the blame onto your players at that point in a way that you don't see many coaches do. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting move, yeah. especially because later on, Rick then says, well, I'm not getting the best out of the players. That's something that we've got to work out, how we get the best out of these boys, how we get, oh, as a staff, how are we doing that? Yeah. Uh, and how are the players doing it? And, you know, is that it's that kind of thing whereby... When you come out with comments like that and you're really putting effectively that for a few games, it's happened a few times this season where it's big on individual errors rather than there being anything mm-hmm. seriously wrong with the way they're being set up or anything like that. Yeah. And it kind of is a, a weird one because it can go one of two ways, can't it? That kind of comment can either really fire up certain players or it can have the opposite effect and it can really backfire. Yep. So it's a risky game, especially after a quite frankly atrocious display mm. such as today uh to go with that but i don't know we'll we'll see how that works out i suppose yeah yeah for sure let's take a quick break guys and talk about og's brands if you guys haven't yet you guys can stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made thc gummies from our friends at og's different flavors uh they have different flavors like blackberries and cream and watermelon i'm personally biased uh with the pineapple one that one's my favorite and they're perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or a chill indica if you're Up, interested, uplifting and chill. That's what two I'm, things that could have been useful tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands, OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OG's near you. Yeah, I was walking around the complex today because they had a they had a really good deal on a Phoenix Rising shirt. It's 20 bucks. I said, you know what? I'm gonna get a gift for someone. So I'm walking, and someone just says, Ramon. Oh, geez. And gives me, <laughs> gives me a fist bump. So I appreciate that. A lot of people say hi to me tonight. So I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Uh, but yeah, back back to uh, let's take a look at some comments here. Um, Owen, Christian Vasquez with a really good comment. Should Rick be slightly on the hot seat? We said that earlier in March when they lost those two back-to-back games. They picked it up back in April. But now in May, three losses, uh, one one win here in San, uh, against San Antonio at home. How are we feeling? Well, it's it's a question then that comes back to, I think, what we were talking about earlier, which is that if you watch this game back and you believe that there was actually something fundamentally wrong with the way that this team was set up to go out there tonight, mm-hmm. then I think that absolutely, because, you know, it, it raises a lot of questions, doesn't it? Which is, what game is he watching? Um, yep. Now, it could well be that, you know, we sit down and say, well, there are elements of this, elements of that, in which case, I, I don't know, it's... There's a lot to, to discuss here. And I mean, even, you know, Rowdy's came in a lot more refreshed than Rising as uh, the one comment there at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rowdy's was seventh in the East, one of their worst starts to a season in a while. True, but they had a very congested schedule to start the yeah. season in the same way that Rising had a pretty congested last week and yet are, um, you know, coming up against a Rowdy's team that haven't played for two weeks. So there are factors in there, but I, I think that you do have to question really how you lose a game by this magnitude at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is, I'm going to say, this This is nothing short of an embarrassment. Um, and, yeah. and quite frankly, everybody involved with the club should be embarrassed at what happened tonight. I don't think there's any getting around that. Mm-hmm. It 
this team didn't show up tonight, really, did they? They scored yeah. the goal first, and then at that point, it was just gone. Yep. Gone. I mean, it was, quite frankly, the back line appeared at times to just be an utter calamity, especially on those goals that were conceded. Mm-hmm. So so let me ask you about that, because there's there's been obviously some injuries. We've seen Lambert play a big part in the back line, injured for this game. Um, Aiden Quinn not available tonight. James Musa been out a very long time, has only played one game. Mm-hmm. Didn't really exactly, you know, turn it up that game. He did score, uh, but we haven't seen him since. So is this something that you could say, look, injuries are piling up for Rick. He has to shift the formation. This is why we're seeing so many different lineups, so so many different formations. Or is this like a, a situation where, hey, you just have to figure it out. You have to get these results regardless, regardless of who's available or not, given that Rising is supposed to be one of the deepest teams in, in the league. There are players that you could have set out a different formation there. That wasn't impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have to play with three central defenders. That was a choice. Yep. Um, it was a choice because they wanted to kind of shut down the middle of the park. Uh, it was a choice that ultimately, regardless of what's said, still ultimately ended up with a 5-1 loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, and perhaps this is the question, is if it isn't about the formation, then how many would Rising have lost by if they'd played a different formation? Yeah. Uh, and that one, I I don't know. Um Look, it, the injuries are indeed a problem, right? Because they're, they're big guys, those, mm-hmm. those three. Um, and I, I did ask about, you know, if we were looking timetable-wise on them coming back uh, at the end of the press there. And Rick was just, well, we don't know. We won't know until probably around about um, probably around about Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. whether those guys are going to be available for next weekend or not. So there's still quite a lot to work out there. Um, I... I don't know, but regardless, whatever it is, this team can't come out looking like this next weekend. Yeah. Because if they do, they're going to take a thumping at New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't played well away from home um, for sure. So a really good comment here by Banditos. He says, third humiliating league defeat so far, Vegas, Galaxy 2, and tonight, Rick needs to sort it out immediately. No more excuses. Well, I think that's the point here, isn't it? Is yeah. that Phoenix Rising is a team with expectations. And and that came up when I was chatting with Neil Collins from Tampa Bay mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week, where he said, look, those kind of questions are always going to be asked of a guy like Rick because the expectations that he's set there in Phoenix, well, those are the expectations this club has now. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem now. You can you get into that point where just almost being a victim of your own success, yeah. surely by achieving so much over so many years, you come out with a, a team like this now and, and people do ask questions. And Tampa Bay is sort of in the same boat, you know. They, they didn't come out as strongly as they usually do in, in prior years, and there were questions being asked to them. But yeah. they showed tonight that, you know, they can still put five goals on the board whether uh, if they need them. So uh, it's I, I think they're in the same boat in that regard. But, yeah, I think rising fans are, are not used to these displays. Uh, maybe a loss or two here, but, yeah, losing 5-1 at home, that's terrible. And I feel bad, honestly, and, and this is just me as in, in a fan perspective. You come out on a Sunday night. It's a school night, right? You spend your money. You're out here, and you see your team lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not a great feeling, you know? And no. I'm sure the, the, no. the players feel that, that way as well. And it's something definitely that's going to yeah. need, that needs to improve. And let's talk about the fact that, uh, as Rick will tell you, you know, it's hard to travel away in this league. It is hard to get points on the road away in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Instead, what you're doing is you're dropping points now at home. This game, San Diego, is that the hallmark of a title-winning team? That you drop those kind of points at home and then give yourself how much to do on the road? Mm -hmm. How, you know, I... 
Yeah, it doesn't give you wiggle room for mistakes uh, when you're away from home. Uh, Bluebird again with a good comment here. Uh, Devon Kerr claimed we have only started the same formation and starting 11 once this season. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's what happens when injuries, you know, pile up. Uh, I mean, the injuries, yes. So the 11, I can understand that there have been injuries, suspensions. There's not necessarily been, uh, especially in recent weeks, mm-hmm. a lot of chance for that kind of same starting 11 to appear through game after game after game just because how do you and especially when you want midweek games as well there does need to be some changing yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't just you need to rotate you need to rotate a bit mm-hmm. right you know i'm not saying you go overboard and do the six changes seven changes that we've seen in the past but yeah but this season it hasn't quite felt that extreme yeah um but there have been injuries it's i, it's I think the silver lining in this is that it's happening early in the season you you are able to come back from this um they're still in playoff position it's not like they're you know in the bottom pack of the western conference they're in a good position to you know even if they continue to play this way they can still you know get into into the playoffs and pick it up at the well, they were, they'll make it into playoffs yeah. i'd be very surprised if rising near make it into the playoffs but yeah. the reality of it is, is that this team hasn't had to travel away to start a playoffs mm-hmm. since 2017 yeah okay uh it's that and that was swope away and they went there and lost on penalties um this team is not one that does that. And so would an away playoff game to start it, presuming that Rising don't then pull it out and end up going on to win the cup, would that be a failure of a season? Because that's so, the yeah. thing, right? There has to be a certain barrier. You can't mm-hmm. just say that there's there's no barrier, that we just kind of take it as we go and see what happens. There has to be a, a barometer of some variety for success here. Yeah. And I think for Rising, that simply has to be, for a starter, if you're, you know, regular season-wise, you've got to finish top three. Mm-hmm. Especially with a new format this year. Um, actually, you can finish top four, I think, and get your first game at home now, can't you? Mm-hmm. But I, I, and there are lots of teams here that can pull off results or surprise you. I mean, look at LA Galaxy 2 winning against Louisville. This, this league is not full yeah. of mugs. You know, yeah, it, there yeah are Galaxy's tough a weird case, though, because they put three on. Uh... On rising, and then they go and home and lose to uh, was it El Paso, and then yeah. they come and beat Louisville. So I, I, they're a weird <laughs> one, but then you get results like that, and you never you know. know. Yeah, but then you can say Rising's a weird one. They put three on San Antonio, and then lose five one to Tampa Bay. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I don't. How is that different? Because yeah. to me, I guess it's not. Like yeah, it's, and it's 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 weird, and and I think Rick has a lot of on his plate dealing with injuries. Lack of form from certain players. I was I was hearing the Blaze Radio guys here, and they they provided a really interesting stat where I think this is either the second or the longest uh, drought goal, goal scoring drought for Santi Moore, uh, and and we've we've been asking questions like, hey, I think we've been focusing a lot on Epps. Epps didn't start today. He came in in the second half, wasn't able to really change the game, especially after Rising went down to ten men, but. Santi Moore still hasn't hit that shift and it's still kind of stuck in first gear not able to yeah I, I think he has provided at least one assist but as far as the goal scoring hasn't been there for rising so I think just Rick has a lot to work with and I think that's the markings of a head coach how do you move these pieces around to be able to ma- move your team forward regardless of what's going on in the field well that's the test because you know it, it, it... As he pointed out after that game, a lot of players aren't playing up to what they're capable of playing mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. And the question then becomes, why? How do you fix that? And yes, you're in a league that's got playoffs, so you can argue that down the road, and eh, <laughs> there's still time, you know? The top half finish is a top half finish. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You know, we, we're talking now about a, a point whereby what, what? How many games is Rising played now? I think it's 10. 10? Yeah. So we're pretty much a third of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. 
that, that's getting to the point. This isn't like early jitters now. Yeah. So third of the way through the season is when you typically start to see some teams start to pull away a bit. And we've had these conversations a few times about guys like Santi, guys like Epps, uh, Hurst. You know, I think he's been this season's MVP so far. But people like Darnell King, who hasn't been playing up to his potential, a lot of people have been questioning his his uh, the fact that he's the captain for Rising. I don't think that's the issue. Um, no. But we see it tonight. I think you know tonight he started, you know, coming off that suspension. Uh, but it, it's tough. You know, he hasn't provided the same services. I don't think they played really through the right flank that much. The goal came from the left side tonight. So it questions like that, like what is going on with someone like Darnell King, who's who's supposed to be a staple of rising. Um, and with Lambert and Quinn gone, who who else st- steps up uh, from the old guard, I guess. So it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. I <sighs> no, mean, you would imagine it should be a guy like Joe Farrell, but mm-hmm. I think what we saw today was, um, and Rick can defend the second yellow card as much as he likes. Yeah. I think that we saw a player who lost his head on two occasions and launched into silly things that he should never have done. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if people wanted to, and, you know, we've had all the talk in the past about, oh, well, who else would it have been? And a lot of people have said, oh, we wanted Joe Farrell to be the captain. And I don't know. That was was ill discipline on multiple occasions there in, in one game. And it ultimately, when you're losing by a long margin, then you get the red card. That game's over. Mm-hmm. completely over there's no recovering from that is there yeah that's all no i think that's why we saw jacob harris in there tonight i don't know if he was uh i don't know <laughs> if that was the plan for, for him to get to some yeah. minutes tonight but the fact that they were down five one rick was like hey just go get some experience i mean <laughs> we were, i was hoping you know it's always nice to see those academy kids out there you don't want to see them out in this circumstance yeah you want them to be coming out for the last five minutes when you're winning three nil mm-hmm. um and and the game's in the bag and you just just you know happy to let him have a little run around yeah i yeah it's tough it's tough i got a couple questions for you oh, uh we we're, go. we're gonna take a quick break uh before i ask you those questions we'll talk about DraftKings. so the nba playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the nba this week new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the nba playoffs you can with DraftKings same game parlays you can just do that uh, right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So that's a great deal for you guys. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free, in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Uh, you do have to be 21 and over as Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay. So my first question to you. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. So one's about the team, and the second one's about the people that played tonight, the players that played tonight. So the first question for you is, after 10 games, six wins and four losses, fourth in the Western Conference, is rising, based on what we've seen so far, a middle-of-the-pack team at least in the Western Conference, based on what you're seeing tonight and the outlook of the rest of the season. I mean, that n- number you just threw at me tells me something. Yeah. Six and six wins and four losses. Mm-hmm. That tells you something, doesn't it? Because that's not a team that's comfortable, really. Yeah, It's a team that's working through a lot of struggles. I mean, you know, it makes the fourth place look like it's a bit overinflated simply for the fact that, you know, a team's below you presumably are drawing in that instance or mm-hmm. they haven't played as many games mm-hmm. or all kind of stuff like that. But it's 
worrying form, I think, at least. Because, again, six six wins and four losses don't win you a title. Um, I think that, again, and it, it's kind of what we're going to is that it just feels like for a lot of this season, something's just not been clicking. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's hard to put a finger on it because it's kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and And to be honest, if we could put a finger on it, We'd probably be professional coaches because... <laughs> right, we wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> yeah. I, I... Um, and uh, this is what I was going to ask you, and someone just commented here. Who is the leader of this team? Um, obviously, Darnell King is the captain, but who is who needs to step up? Who needs to be the guy in your eyes that needs to step up for this team and say, you know what, this is time for me to take responsibility and move this team forward? I've seen Sayhas listed in here, um, but to me, while I wouldn't disagree, I think that... Sehas uh, did, you know, does have a, a level of experience, a level of, uh, you know, the ability to lead some of these boys. They'll listen to him because of what he has done. Mm-hmm. And so he has that ability to to get through to some of them and actually help them right up. I think there have been times in this season already where Luis has put this team on his back. Yeah. So I think that it's a bit unfair to just simply point the finger at him and say he's got to be the one because... Mm-hmm. How many times can you do that? Yeah. Um, you, you know, ultimately that kind of comes back to, you know, the actual team leadership really in terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, the coaching staff even in the message they're sending out there. Mm-hmm. And there, beyond that, there is, I believe, kind of a leadership group that exists within the squad. And, and we've had that discussion that's come out of the locker room in the past, yeah. you know, where, where you've got people like Jeff Farrell and people like, uh, you know, Joey Calistri and Aiden Quinn and all of those guys. And mm-hmm. I think Santi's in there as well. They're, they're kind of all like a, a small leadership group in there. Um, I don't know. Yep. It's it's a tough one um, because, you know, I, I'm not necessarily sure where it quite comes from. Um, yeah. But it has to come from somewhere. And it has to come, it has to come from somewhere. <laughs> and something has to change. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we can't carry on through the season having a, a a result that goes rising's way and then gets followed up by something like this yeah and you just say well it's okay because they'll win next week because again like it, it rising's aim is to win a title mm-hmm. okay that is what success is for this club and it's something they haven't yet done but realistically if they don't come away with uh you know very close to the top finish or a conference title. So, so in your eyes, I, if they don't get top three, not not a great regular season at least. It's been a bad regular season if they're not top three. Yeah. yeah. For this team and what they have done in the past, mm-hmm. yeah. And and we can get into it about, you know, whether it was turnover <laughs> we'll and all about that. It more in, but no, Tuesday, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't personally buy into that one. Yeah. I know there was turnover, but there are still players out there who, quite frankly, are a lot better than what we are seeing. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I'm I'm really a little bit mystified as to what quite is going wrong here. And I know there's injuries, but, you know, can we blame the injuries for those results at the start of the season? Yeah. No? Nope. Uh, a little bit of controversy. I don't know if you've been seeing the, the chat here, Owen, but uh, the Phoenix Rising Twitter account, they posted a meme right after they lost tonight. Uh, I'll show it to you as the Spider-Man pointing meme I've with all the teams. I've seen it. I've so seen a lot of people it. are upset about us. Scott uh, here in the chat says, PRFC meme on the Twitter account, not respectful of fans who invest money, time, and emotion in the team. And then uh, retract here as well. He's uh, agreeing with the complete lack of respect. Do you see that as a lack of respect to, to what happened to the fans and, and obviously what happened tonight? It's a complicated one. Social media is a very awkward beast. And Hiddenness, I, yeah. 
personally i mean it's not wrong i'll say that um, <laughs> we might not like it it's a tough truth but unfortunately it's not wrong um i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna judge on that one i think it's yeah it's I, a tough one like, i think it's kicking you've got the to, you gotta realize though when you when you're losing 5-1 and you're running a twitter account for a team what do you do yeah. i don't think there's a good answer to you blame anyone, it on the eclipse that's what you do you just say you know what it was out of our hands tonight all the arizona teams lost and that's all we do yeah i don't I I wouldn't take it so seriously, but yeah, it's not not yeah. a good look to kick kick yeah. the the whole yeah. Arizona fans <laughs> while they're down. There is so. one question in here that I'm interested in, which is midfield was overrunning sack and now again tonight. Given our injuries, when does Levin? What does Levin have to do to get a chance? He's on the bench tonight. Interesting, Jonah, yep. because again, he's someone you just imagine he's going to be a more physical player, offensive minded, you know. Yeah. And we see Angiano comes in off the bench, and again, I know like you know, and it's not really a a, a bad you know thing to have as a guy who can spray the ball around and, mm. and do that kind of stuff. But is it necessarily what you need in any given moment? Yeah. And and that's the thing. When you every time that you bring someone like that on, you're doing a trade-off and you're saying that we want to have the ball playing skills and we're giving up the physicality. Mm-hmm. We're giving up that kind of doggedness in the midfield. Yeah. And so that's the question really is is that what you want to see or do you want to see someone like Jonah? I mean Jonah barely gets a look in at this club. You know, and well, I, I know didn't about get a good it's... look until Sacramento's game. Yeah, and, it... and then he's out here playing. So that, that's what I mean. Like, I think that just kind of it, it gives the wrong impression to rising fans. It's like, OK, if you put in 20 minutes of work, then you're on the field the next day. Is that what's going to happen? So what does what does Jonah Levin have to do in order to get on the field as well? I don't know. And I think I'll leave it at that. I really yeah. don't know. No, I think that's one of the things that definitely the midfielders is missing. Some Someone like Lambert or uh, Levin that can kind of put their physical you know, presence in the body in the in the midfield and take control of, of the midfield that way. Not necessarily with mm-hmm. the passing and stuff, but just be a physical presence there and, and create some havoc. So mm-hmm. um all right, y'all. I think we might wrap it up on that thought. But uh final all thoughts right. there, uh Owen before before we take off and maybe go grab a drink because uh mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking what would I say? What do you got to say to the, the chat words right that now? I have to say, the words that I have to say are things that Saul might say, but I'm Ooh, generally going to choose not okay, to okay, say. Okay, okay, um, okay. But it was possibly <laughs> one of the worst rising performances I've seen. Yeah. Um, I think that, and I, I know to Scott's point here, I must have some locker room info about what's going on with player chemistry. Oh, I don't know. He's, I'm he's not got sure. the info. He's I'm, just not going to say I'm it. I'm keeping sitting yeah. close to the chest. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong, Scott. <laughs> it's... I, I don't know. There there is I don't feel like all is quite as well as it could be, but mm. um I mean these results are tough. They're tough to swallow and they're tough to swallow for everyone. Um yeah. tough to swallow for uh for the fans. I think as players you have to look at that and you have to own up to the fact that you went out there and, and effectively got your ass handed to you. Yeah. Um that's what happened tonight. Yeah. And you know, they've the got to move on tonight. then. Look, yeah. look, ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't question the simple fact that the boys want to win because they're professional athletes. You know, it's, yeah. they, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get this far. You wouldn't get this far without being able to, you know, really push and actually care about the sport and care about getting the wins. But yeah. for whatever reason, it's just not working. Yeah. Just not working. Dang, Emilio here with the really sad comment. Today was my first game watching them. It it's pro- not normally this bad. Yeah, it's I, okay, Emilio. You, Watch them again. The doom yeah. and gloom pod. <laughs> the somber but, crew. Uh, the somber crew. Um, before we wrap up, I do want to talk about the DraftKings king of the game. We didn't get to talk about. We didn't them. mention our DraftKings king exactly. of the game. So before yeah. we wrap it up, we had our good producer friend here, Sean DePaz, show up 
to watch Rising <laughs> get their butts handed to them. But he was uh, able to get five out of t- ten free drinks tonight. So he is tonight's DraftKings king of the game. Shout Only out to five. Sean Depaz. I know. Sean, you're letting the side that. I thought he went to Syracuse. He went to ASU. He's got a party schools. Come on. You know? Yeah. Sources told me that he used to be a better... Whoa, better party but whoa. apparently apparently sources not anymore say. sources say sources say <laughs> no shout out to sean uh i mean we couldn't really give it to anybody <laughs> else on tonight's showing could we yeah yeah no it... no uh if you show up again sean i'm, I'm sure rising will be better <laughs> so but yeah thank you for supporting rising um you guys do a great job over there at phnx sports all the producers shout out to you guys thank you for all of your help including um, emma who's producing us yes, now yes exactly thank you emma for that um well that wraps it up for us tonight here it's sunday night it's a school night gotta wake up tomorrow (laughs) and go to work but uh thank you to everybody on the chat thank you you guys always make it a great time here at the phnx rising show post game show uh shout out to uh, again retract scott emilio ceo everybody on here oh sean says he's past his prime uh, well, we knew that. <laughs> Christian, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back on Tuesday uh, evening with uh, our Tuesday show. And so we'll have some great thoughts for you guys there, maybe some updates on what's going on with the injuries and hopefully some words from Rick Schantz and see what he has to say ahead of the New Mexico game where they're going to tra- they're going to be traveling, right? So they're going to yep. play away from home. So tough test. Doesn't get easier from here. Yeah, I have to see if they can get some of those green chili doubles. On yes, there. sir. <laughs> All right, y'all. That wraps it up for us here. No fireworks. Let's just wrap up this Sunday. It's done. We're over with. And we will see you next time. Take care.